to the Apostle Frederick Kaluluma podcast channel. Apostle Frederick is the senior pastor of the City of the Lord Church, and he has been anointed by God with a message that will take you deeper in your walk with Christ. We have the mission to bring hope to the hopeless, and we seek to build a community of believers founded on faith and walking in love until the return of our Lord Jesus Christ. So, if you would like to officially join the City of the Lord Church and get access to pastoral care, counsel, and one-on-one sessions with the man of God, fill in the form in the link below the podcast description. Now, here comes today's powerful word. It is your word. So grab your Bibles, pens, and notepads as we join the city of the Lord Church in Lusaka, Zambia. Be blessed. So my name is Kasanda Basela the privilege to serve as a deacon in the city of the Lord Church. Praise the Lord. Allow me to first and foremost acknowledge our dear man of God, Apostle Frederick, and the first lady of the city of the Lord Church, Mrs. Kaluluma. Pastor and Mamsa, thank you so much for the opportunity to be here. I know that you are watching, and so this is so exciting. Thank you so much for the privilege to be here and to address such an amazing congregation. It's such an honor. Everything that you have taught us, Pastor, is, what going, is what's going to be demonstrated and shown here. And because we are all children of the same house, it means everything that they see, they can become. So thank you so much for investing so much in us. Allow me to acknowledge the entire church leadership from the global directors and every level of leadership. And I acknowledge each and every one of you who is here today. Praise the Lord. Now, you can turn to your neighbor. Even those who are online, I acknowledge you. You can type in the chat, comment somebody's name, tell them we are live, and God has a word for them. So you can just turn to your neighbor. Just look at them intently. Look at them intently. Praise the Lord. (laughs) And tell them your life is about to change. Your life is about to change. You can't remain the same. Praise the Lord. (laughs) Now, Whenever God wants to change anything, in Hebrews 11, the Bible says that we know that by faith, the worlds we are formed. The worlds we are formed by the word of God. And so, in the beginning, God. And God looked at the earth and the earth was formless and void and dark and God decided to do something about it so while the Holy Spirit was hovering over the waters he spoke a word and everything that we see today it's because God spoke so whenever God wants to change anything he sends his word and usually 
he packages the word in a man. And so he sends a man carrying the word of God. And so when the man comes, he comes to proclaim the word of God and to establish the counsel of God. That was the work of prophets. When a prophet comes and speaks, they establish what God has said. They establish what God has said. And that's what happens to us every Wednesday, every Sunday, every time we get to hear from our man of God, he comes as a prophet and he carries the word of God to establish certain things in our lives. Now on Sunday, our man of God was teaching such an amazing sermon. My life, like my, my brain was exploding. I was there listening to, like, how can he know so much? And, and he was just introducing the introduction. I'm saying, hey, what if we even went to like, you know, the main body? And in the many things that pastor was mentioning, he, at the end of the sermon, he talked about Hebrews 12 verse 22. And he began to explain that we have come to Mount Zion and to the city of the living God, to the heavenly Jerusalem, to an innumerable company of angels. He says to the assembly. Okay, we can go to the next verse, 23. To the general assembly of the church of the firstborn who are registered in heaven. To God, the praise the Lord. To God, the judge of all, and the spirits of men made perfect. So he began to explain what happens when you come for service. He began to explain what happens when you come to service. So the aim of the ministration that is occurring right now is to open you up to a reality of what happens when you come for service. What is known as the church of the firstborn. Your life is going to change. Your life is going to change. It's not possible for you to remain the same after the word that you receive from God. It's not possible. And so we're going to understand, we're going to be opened up into a reality. You will never come to church the same way. You will never come, turn to your neighbor and tell them, you will never come to church the same way. Tell them, I am about to change. The Bible says, looking as in a mirror, we're being transformed from one level of glory to another. It means right now what you're going to be, what you're going to behold is the word of God. And the word of God is going to make you what it's talking about. The word of God is going to make you what it's talking about. You will never come to church the same way. You will never view any service, any time we are meeting, even the prayer meetings where you call a brother and say, let's pray together. You will never view that the same again because God is about to open a reality to us. Praise the Lord. So the title of my sharing today is entitled The Parable of the United Nations General Assembly. I'm going to say that again. The Parable of the United Nations General Assembly. The Parable of the United Nations General Assembly. A few definitions that we should take note of. The first one is nation. Okay, if you're writing, you can write it down. Nation. It means a community of people 
formed on a basis of common language, a territory, economic life, ethnicity, or psychological makeup that manifests in a common culture. So a nation is simply a community of people who, based on where they are, based on how they think, based on their, their economic status, they have a certain culture that they have as a nation. The second definition is legislation. Okay, legislation. It means preparation or enactment of laws. In other words, it's to make or to put laws to effect. To properly authorize a law. All this is going to make sense as we go into the word of God. Another word you should take note of is magistrate. A magistrate is a judicial officer with limited authority to administer or to enforce laws. To administer or to enforce laws. And the last definition is United Nations. So the United Nations is an intergovernmental organization aiming to maintain international peace and security. And it was founded in 1945. So there are about 193 nations that came together to make the United Nations in 1945 and the decision they made was we're going to make an organization where we'll be able to maintain peace in the world and also security amongst the many things that they do. Praise the Lord. Okay, so now we can go to our main scripture of the day and that is Hebrews 12 verse 22 to 23. I want you to follow closely and you'll be going back to the definitions that I have given so far. And by the time we're done, our lives are going to change. There's no way you can remain the same. I know those who are online are enjoying this. I can almost imagine how many comments are being typed at the moment. So in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 22, it says, but you have come to Mount Zion. He's not saying you will come one day. He says, but you have come to Mount Zion and to the city of the living God, to the heavenly Jerusalem, to an innumerable company of angels. We can go to the next. To the general assembly of the church of the firstborn. Who are registered in heaven. To God, the judge of all, and the spirits of just men made perfect. This is your current reality. Right now, as you, are, as you are leaving home, you have come to Mount Zion. When you left home, you said, oh, physically I've gone to Medorin, but in the spirit, you have come to Mount Zion. You have come to Mount Zion and to the city of the living God, to the heavenly Jerusalem. There are innumerable company of angels right now in this moment. 
And so when you look at that, you see, okay, to the church of the firstborn, to the church of the firstborn, you're like, okay, fine, that's very interesting. Now, it says the church of the firstborn. So to understand what Paul is talking about, because clearly he had an understanding when he's writing these things to people. So to understand what he's talking about, we need to understand what is that church? What is church? What was he talking about? So we can go to Matthew chapter 16. Matthew chapter 16, verse 18. And then we'll, we'll go forward from there. And so today when I was preparing to come here, in fact, started yesterday, but when I was preparing to come here, I kept on thinking, I'm going before kings. I can't just dress anyhow. By the time we are done with service, you understand what I'm saying right now. I had a consciousness that I'm going to stand before kings. I'm going to an assembly of kings. I can't just dress anyhow. And so I got the suit, you know, prepared the tie. And, okay, fine, we're going to address your people, oh God. And so you understand why I'm dressed like this. You understand why my shoe is shining. Like today I took time because there was a reality I'm functioning in. There's an understanding God has given me. There's a consciousness that I have come with today. So I took time to, you know, really shine the shoe because I'm standing before kings. <laughs> Just look around. I'm standing before kings. In Matthew 16, verse 18, Jesus responding to Peter, he says, and I also say to you that you are Peter. And on this rock, I will build my church. And the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Okay, we can end here just for now. He says, and I say that you are Peter. And upon this rock, I'm going to build my church. Okay, so Jesus is having a conversation with Peter. Okay, Jesus is having a conversation with Peter. And they're discussing. We were not there when we were having this conversation. This conversation was recorded. So when Jesus is talking to Peter, he knows Peter has a certain understanding. Okay, let me, let's shed more light to this. A married man walks to his house and he walks into the house and he's greeted by this sweet smell of his favorite meal. He enters the room, he's like, ooh, you know, my wife is doing things today. And he walks in and his favorite meal is there, you know, the favorite drink is on the table and he looks at his wife and he says, you are my honey. Like, okay, cool, you know. <laughs> And so in that moment, he doesn't literally mean she's honey from a shop. But they, they are, they, there's a way he's attributing what honey makes him feel to how in that moment his wife is making him feel. Like there's a certain interaction that he's had with honey that when he's having an interaction with his wife, it, he, she begins to, to, to produce certain feelings that he's only gotten from honey. So now he's saying, you are my honey. Praise the Lord. Because he has an understanding of that honey. So now if I'm a person who doesn't like honey, I'm allergic to it, 
and I go to a person and says, you are my honey, I don't mean the same thing. <laughs> yeah, thank you, thank you. In my heart, oh God. <laughs> Praise the Lord. And so, when Jesus now is saying, I will build my church, there's honey everywhere, but this particular woman is my honey. You understand? And so, Jesus is saying, there are many churches everywhere, but I'm going to build my church. So what is he talking about? What was in his mind? What was he thinking about when he's telling Peter, I will build my church? And obviously, Peter had an understanding. Praise the Lord. So now the word church is the Greek word ecclesia. The word church is the Greek word ecclesia. It means assembly or a congregation. It means an assembly or a congregation. So in the time that the Lord Jesus was on the earth, the Israel was being dominated by Rome, okay? And, and so there were different people who were coming to Rome to do different things. And Jerusalem was like a capital where people from everywhere just come and they're coming to do business there, okay? And so in Acts, we see Paul saying he went to the Athenians, okay, or to the people of Athens. Now, I went into a research because pastors taught us to, you know, research these things. And so, Jesus is telling Peter, I'm going to build my assembly. He's telling Peter, I'm going to build my congregation. It means there were congregations that time. It means there were assemblies that time. And there are certain attributes that, that those assemblies had that Jesus desired to make in his own assembly but in a higher dimension. Praise the Lord. Just shout out, I am understanding this thing. So he says, I'm going to build my ecclesia. I'm going to build my assembly. So I went into a research and I found out that what that means, what an ecclesia, what that assembly meant is that uh, this was a public assembly that was open to all male citizens as soon as they attain citizenship. Okay? So this was in Athens. That's in Greece. And so there were, it was a public assembly. Okay? It was a public assembly open to all male citizens as soon as they qualified for citizenship. And they met. My, my mind was exploding when I was reading this and we understand. And they met at first, they would meet once a month, but then they began to meet three to four times a month. This particular assembly. So it's all the young men were invited to this assembly, and as long as they qualify to become a citizen, you will come. Okay? And this assembly would have about 6,000 people. This assembly would have about 6,000 people. Now, why did they meet like that? So the purpose for the assembly was one, to declare war. So if, if Greece, okay, if Athens wanted to declare war, they would call for an assembly. And the assembly would come, they would call for the ecclesia. Okay, on assembly, now I'm using the word ecclesia. That's the word Jesus used. And so they would call for the ecclesia to come. And when the ecclesia comes, they can declare war. That's number one. 
They can make military, or military strategies. That's number two. They would elect certain people who were responsible for strategizing. And number three, they would, they would um, elect the magistrate. Now remember the definition of magistrate? That was a judicial officer. Someone who's empowered to enforce law. Praise the Lord. And in that time, this was the largest uh, body that was responsible for making and enforcing laws. The ecclesia. Their job was to make and to enforce laws. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And so, to legislate, it is to give proper authorization to a law. That is to permit a law or to allow a law to be in effect. For example, if the government says there is no going out, that's a law that has been spoken, but it's not yet enforced. Now, when they gather the army, when they gather their assembly, when they gather their ecclesia, and now they are given power to go and enforce that law, you will have to obey it. Because when the gathering meet, the moment they leave, they are coming to your house and telling you, you can't go, you can't go out. Because they are there to what? Enforce the law. Are we following? Are we following? So, therefore, if Jesus was here physically, so just turn to your neighbor and explain to them what ecclesia means. In simple terms, <laughs> in very simple terms. Okay, so ecclesia, okay, praise the Lord. So ecclesia simply means an assembly, right? And they are their purpose, and their purpose was, was to make and to enforce laws, right? So if Jesus was here on the earth and we had an opportunity to be with him as he's, as he's acting out Matthew 6 verse 18 and he's talking to Peter, he would probably say, on this rock, I am going to build my United Nations General Assembly. He would say, on this rock, I am going to build my United Nations General Assembly. And the gates of hell would not prevail against it. So he would give that parable. Because he would know that Peter has a, a certain understanding of the UN General Assembly. The way he had that understanding then about the ecclesia, which is an assembly. Okay? Responsible for making certain laws and enforcing them. So now we're going to look at the... United Nations General Assembly. So, every year, between September and December, the UN, they call for a General Assembly. Okay? So, they've been meeting, they've been meeting on Zoom, they've been talking on phone, but now, between September and December, they call for a General Assembly. It means there are 193 members of the UN, and so they would call for the head of state of every nation, all 193. And the, that assembly is, a, is an assembly of heads of state. 
It's an assembly of presidents. When you are in the UN right now and you sat down and you began to look around, every person you look at leads a nation. That's how weighty that assembly is. <laughs> Obviously, you can't just walk in. Oh, no, I just came for the meeting. <laughs> They'll probably chase you out. They, they come with by invitation. Praise the Lord. And so, that is their ecclesia. They come to discuss certain issues. And are we getting this? We are getting this. And so if you're seated in that room and you look around, every man in the room, every man in this general assembly is a nation. Every man represents a nation. Every man in the room, you would sit and look, oh, there's the president of the USA. Oh, that's the president of India. Like, literally, India will be in the room because their representation is there. Not everyone in Zambia has to go there. Our president will go and will give a speech, and, and Zambia is trending. Why? Because he went as a representation of this nation. So the nation was there. Isaiah 60 verse 21. We can just go directly to 22. Isaiah 60 verse 22. The Bible says, and, and this is talking about you now. It says, a little one shall become a thousand. And a small one, a strong nation. A little one shall become a thousand. And a small one shall become a nation. I've just shown you that when you are in that assembly, given an opportunity to stand, to be in that assembly, every person you look at is a nation. Whatever they say, Zambia has said. If the president sits there, he's a whole representation of this country. With the moment he says anything, Zambia has actually spoken. So it means he has become a nation. Now, this scripture is talking about as Isaiah 60 verse 1 says, Arise and shine, your light has come, and the glory of God has arisen upon you. When it goes to 22, now it says, A small one will become a nation. Look around. You have come to Mount Zion. He says you've come to the general assembly of the church of the firstborn. Now, this is in a low dimension. You will see what you are. You, you know what this is. You understand where you are seated right now. So given an opportunity to, to, to sit in the United Nations General Assembly, when they call for that assembly, and you are given an opportunity to sit, I mentioned that every time you look around, wherever your eyes hit, you are looking at a nation. You are looking at a nation. Some nations, obviously weaker than others. Others very strong. You know, we have the, you know, the top five, the big guns. Jesus says you become a strong nation. So you are not just any nation. You become a strong nation. It's human beings meeting, but again it's nations meeting because every man is representing what? A nation. Now let's look at 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 15. Now we're coming to us. What is this meeting? 
when COL says, oh, we're having a Wednesday service, <laughs> if only we knew what we come to. 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 15. We'll go ahead of you. It says, which in, which in this time, which in, in his times he shall show who is the blessed and only the potentate, the king of kings and the lord of lords. So Jesus is the king of kings. Praise the Lord. Jesus has a kingdom and he is the king and his title is king of kings, which means all the citizens of that kingdom are kings. It's just scripture. All the citizens of that kingdom are kings. I want you to look around. You have come to the general assembly of the church of the firstborn. Actually, look around. Every, everyone you are looking at right now is a king. Everyone you are looking at right now is a king. You have come to Mount Zion, ladies and gentlemen. You have come to the general assembly of the church of the firstborn. That's why I addressed the way I addressed today. It was from this consciousness. Everyone in here is a king. Everyone in here is what? Is a king. Now, as glorious as it would be, imagine you are seated in a room full of presidents. I haven't met the, the president yet, but I'm sure, you know, my heart will be you know, beating a certain way, you know, and, and I'll probably, you know, walk a certain way when I'm talking to him. And you'll probably see my <laughs> social media. Praise the Lord. My DP would change, you know, just chilling. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Now, imagine how glorious it would be if you received an invitation to sit in a room full of presidents. Now, as glorious as that assembly is, ladies and gentlemen, there is something of a higher glory. There is something of a higher glory. You have come to the general assembly of the ecclesia of Jesus. Right now, you are seated with kings. Do you know where you are seated right now? Do you know where you are? Do you know who you are? Do you know what gathering this is? Thank you, God. You're understanding this. Do you know what gathering this is? The first dimension I've said it is a gathering of what? Kings. Every person you look at is a king. When you look around, every person you look at is a king. That's the first dimension. We're going to dimension number two. I was asking the question, do you know who you are? 
Do you know who's gathered? Do you know who you're seated next to? <laughs> Hi. <laughs> See, if, if we took somebody who's you know, young and we put them next to the president of the USA, they'll, just, they'll probably be just talking, you know, ah, you know, just another man. And then they come home and say, Do you know who you are seated next to? It's that guy. As in, it's the president. And then you're like, uh huh. Oh, you're not getting it. It's the president. Ah. Do you know who you are seated next to right now? Allow it to sink in. Begin to see your neighbor as according to what God is saying. Do you know who you are seated next to? Psalm 82, verse. Psalm 82, verse 6. Hey, the assemblies, and then there's what we have here. Let's read it together. One, two, three. No, you haven't understood. Read it again. Keep reading until it sings and read it again. We're going to read it together. One, two, three. I said you are gods and all of you are children of the most high. We're going to read it again. I said you are gods and all of you are children of the Most High. Ladies and gentlemen, this is an assembly of gods. I told you that the president level is a lower dimension. We raised it up to a king level. And I was showing you how every person in here is a king. Now, it doesn't end there. God says, I have said to you that you are gods. And all of you are children of the Most High. When you look around the room, just look around. God says, I have said over the person you're looking at that that person is a God. A supreme being. When the one you are seated next to makes a decision, no one can refute their word. That person is a God. You are seated next to a God. Not me, scripture. He says, I have said that you are gods, and all of you are children of the most high. Hey. The ecclesia, their role was to come together and make decisions. They would come together and make laws and then enforce those laws. And now Jesus says, I'm going to have my own ecclesia. In that time, the assembly would be any citizen from that place, they would just come. Anyone. It would, just anyone. It didn't matter the class, it didn't matter who, they would just come. Jesus saying, oh, Peter, I have an idea. I'm going to make my assembly. Now, this is going to be an assembly of gods. 
So I have to raise them up from just being human beings to make them kings because I'm the king over kings. So I'm going to make them kings. And so when I call for an assembly, it is kings assembling. Number two, I'm going to make them like me. I'm going to make them gods. And so when I call for an assembly, when my ecclesia meets, it's God's meeting to make decisions, to make laws and to enforce them. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Now, ruling over a physical nation is, you know, it's good. Something amazing, obviously. But the unseen is greater than the seen. The heavenly things are far above the earthly things. According to 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 18, okay, part B says, For the things that are seen are temporal, but the things that are not seen are eternal. The things that are seen are temporal, the things that are not seen are eternal, which means the things that are not seen are greater than the things that are seen. Okay, far above. It means if I rule over a physical land and someone else rules over a spiritual territory, by far, they are greater than I am. By far. By far. Praise the Lord. I want you to look around. Look around the room. Every person you're looking at God has given them an assignment. The moment they became a believer, God gave them an assignment. Number one, he made them a king. And because they are born of him, he made them a god. And you can't have a king who doesn't have a territory. It's not possible. You can't be a king if you don't have anyone to rule. So it means the fact that God calls you a king, it means there are certain people, there are certain things that you rule over. And the things that you rule over are eternal. They are not seen. They are eternal things that you rule over. They are eternal things that you rule over. One of the roles of the general assembly, the ecclesia, was to come together and elect, okay? That is to choose uh, magistrates. And these were people who were going to enforce certain laws. Now, we were together here in this building during crossover. And we were here as our man of God, after hearing God, was installing certain people into offices. It's not just physical. What you were looking at it wasn't a physical thing, no. A spiritual God, because God is spirit, communicated, communicated to our man of God and said, oh, have you seen uh, Dikon Kasanda? I've chosen him to be a prayer coordinator. I'm, I'm raising him as a king over coordination of prayer. It means all the angels that have been released over the church, when I pray, they are under my command. I've been raised as a king. That's the man you're looking at now. Now, that's one office. Just look around. There are people here that you're seated next to, kings over families, as in they hold the entire family together. The person you're seated next to, when they start and say, this thing is going to change in the family, and they go and pray, they change it. These are people you are seated next to who there has been a curse for a long time. They stood and prayed and the curse broke. That's the person you are seated next to. You are standing, you are seated next to a king. You are seated next to a God. There's a place God has raised you. 
This is the assembly that gathers every Sunday and every Wednesday. When you're coming here, everyone you are meeting, that's a king you are looking at. You might not know how many territories God has given them. Don't look at anyone just like that. No. No. You might not know how much territory God has given them. They'll just, oh, hi, hi. And, and in our kingdom, you know, we believe in, in serving and being humble. So you go to heaven and be shocked. Hey, sir, you're the one I used to sit next to in church. Oh, my God. How come I didn't know? We are waking up to this reality. Now, how high this dimension is, how, how big the ecclesia of Jesus is, you will understand that the church is the highest body that makes laws on the earth. And that is why when the rapture happens and the church leaves, chaos begins. Why? Because we are here. Hell, the, the devil just can't do whatever he wants to do because we are here. The church will gather and, and rebuke him. Now, for the ecclesia of the Athens, they needed 6,000 6, people to instill a law for that law to be established. So they would meet together to establish a law and they would need 6,000 people to come and establish a law. Praise the Lord. For the UN, they need 64. They need 64 heads of, or heads of state to say yes and it means that law is going to be enforced. For the ecclesia of Jesus Christ, for this assembly, <laughs> Matthew 18, verse 19. <laughs> this is how high the assembly of Jesus is over every other assembly. <laughs> he says, again I say to you that if two of you agree <laughs> on earth concerning anything. This is the general assembly of the firstborn. He says if two people in this general, it, it doesn't need 6,000 people. It doesn't need 64. I don't need 64. I need one other God to partner with me over anything. Oh my goodness. Over anything. He says, my father in heaven is going to do it. I want you to look around the room. I want you to acknowledge the person you're seated next to. Don't acknowledge them by saying I acknowledge you. Actually, to acknowledge, it's, it's a verb. It's, it's you doing something. <laughs> so it means you, you, you're going to react a certain way. You're going to, look, if, if, if I'm standing and then the president is here and I'm just like doing my own thing, you know, you know I'm doing. And then somebody tells me, you know, bro, the one you're seated next to is the president. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, he's the president, sir. You know, I'm going to, in me, I won't just, oh, I acknowledge you, and then I walk out. No, there's a way I'm going to act towards them. And, and, and it comes from a consciousness. I didn't know they were, they were the president when I sat next to them. 
you might not have known that the person you sat next to is a God. I've just shown you from scripture that the person you're seated next to right now is a God. And that's the only person you can need. If you needed to change anything in your life, you can literally turn to the next person you are with. Tell them, agree with me on this matter. It's going to be established. You don't need a million. The, the person seated next to you is a God. <laughs> Acknowledge them. Acknowledge them. I acknowledge each and everyone in this room. It's such a privilege to stand here, to stand before kings, to stand before gods. What a glorious assembly this is, oh God. What a glorious assembly this is, that we meet together to, in, to make laws. We meet together to make laws. I don't need 6,000 people like that ecclesia. No, this is your ecclesia, oh God. I don't even need 64 people. I need one person to agree with me. One person to agree with me. One fellow God to agree with me. And that matter is established. That matter is established. I acknowledge, I won't look at everyone the same way ever again. I acknowledge that there are offices that you've given them. I acknowledge that these are kings that you've set over spiritual territories that we'll find about when I come before you, oh God, and you'll show the people I used to live with in their house, oh God. The people we, we used to talk to, the people I used to say hi to, oh God. I acknowledge them for who they are. These are gods. For the Bible says, do you not know? Do you not know? Are you not conscious that you are gods? And all of you are children of the Most High. Do you not know that you are kings? Because Jesus is the king of kings. He is the Lord of lords. He's made you a king. He's given you a territory to rule over. And wherever the word of the king is, there is power. It means the person I'm seated next to, whatever they say, there is power backing that word that they are saying. Because they are a king. Every word that comes out of a king's mouth, it is backed up by power. And I know for a fact that a king cannot walk alone. I acknowledge that these walk with angels. It's not possible for them to walk. It's not possible. It's not possible. I've never seen a president who walks without security. And you say that these are gods. These are kings. There's nothing we cannot change. If we can change anything by two people agreeing, what about the whole church? What if we all agree, oh God? What if we all, as a general assembly of gods, and decree in the name of Jesus, we shift, we are gods, we make things by the power of the words that are coming out, out of our mouths. The Bible says God made all things by the power of his word, by the power of his word. And he says, do you not know that you are gods? Do you not know that you are gods? Do you not know that you are gods? And all of you are children of the most high. Hey, Praise the Lord. We're going to look at one last scripture. We may please be upstanding. And just look at the God next to you. Because you're about to agree. In In Matthew 16 verse 19. Jesus says, and I will give you the keys to the kingdom of God. He's talking to the ecclesia. He's just from saying, I'm going to build an assembly. And so I'm going to give that assembly keys. He says, I'll give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. 
that whatever you bind, remember, the ecclesia was responsible for what? Legislation. Okay? And when you legislate, it means you permit or you disallow a law. That is why they met. That is why they came together. They would notice certain things have been happening a certain way, and they decide, okay, we're going to disallow this. And so they would meet as an assembly and decide, okay, this will not happen in Athens anymore, and it, it would stop. So now he says, whatever you bind on the earth would have been bound in heaven. And whatever you decide to loose on the earth will be loosed in heaven. Find a God you're going to partner with. Ensure that you have a partner. The Bible says whatsoever you bind and whatsoever you lose. So in this moment, you are free to share one prayer point, one prayer request to the person, to the God you are standing next to. You are going to agree. The Bible says anything, this is the anything moment, anything You're standing next to a God. Anything you decide, you're about to change it right now. <laughs> the moment you agree, you can, you can change it. Kila brasante balua katele gadiaka. Mika bombre eska akala diasaya. We walk in this consciousness. Libra Santa Kabasuva Akaya. I acknowledge that I am a God on the earth in the name of Jesus. And whatever I bind is bound in heaven. And whatever I loose is loosed in heaven. In the name of Jesus, I speak as one under authority. I say to one, come, and he comes. I say to another, go, and he goes. I say to another, do this, and he does. That this is the general assembly of the firstborn. This is the church of the firstborn. This is a meeting of gods. This is a meeting of light. This is a meeting of kings. And wherever the word of the king is, there is power. Wherever the word of the king is, there is power. I acknowledge that every word that is being spoken in this moment, it carries power because a king is speaking. Now how glorious is this meeting that kings get to meet and they begin to change things in the name of Jesus. How glorious is an assembly of gods that gods get to meet and agree and change things in the name of Jesus. There's nothing we cannot change. There's nothing we cannot change. My life cannot remain the same after this general assembly. It's not possible. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I thank you, oh God, that everyone is walking in this consciousness. That we are gods on the earth. We are not victims. The church is not a victim. We are the strongest body here on the earth. And when we make decisions, they are established in the name of Jesus. We are full of power. We are full of power. We are full of power in the name of Jesus. For this is the assembly of kings. This is the assembly of gods. In the name of Jesus. 
in the name of Jesus. There is nothing we cannot change. Yes, keep changing those matters. Keep changing those matters. Do you not know that you are God? And all of you are children of the Most High. Keep changing those matters. They, you don't have to remain at the same place. You don't have to remain where you are. You can move forward. You can go ahead. You can transport yourself in the name of Jesus. That is why we confess. In the name of Jesus, we are full of light. We are full of light. We are full of light in the name of Jesus. We take leaps. We take leaps in the name of Jesus. We receive our latter rain. In Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Even as we are ending, you are going to go with this consciousness. The Bible says when he spoke to me, the spirit entered me and caused me to do what God said. So it means if anything happens in the family, here somebody is not well in the family, you know one or two gods that you can call. The principle is whatever you agree on, you know that before you call them, who they are. Just know, hey, I'm about to call Deacon Max. I know this man is a god. I know he's a king. And where the word of the king is, there is power. So the moment I call him and we agree, this thing is solved. We can't have any other reality. We can't have any other reality. You are speaking that to yourself. The moment you call them, they will even know, mm -mm, this call is a very strange call. The person who's calling me is someone who's hungry. And you can make decisions. Literally anything in your life. Jesus says anything. So you can change things every day. We can move from glory to glory every day. Now imagine if that's how glorious it is for two people to agree. Imagine what happens in church during intercession in the morning. I'll never keep quiet. No. Others are praying me I'm quiet. I'll never keep quiet. It's an assembly of gods. It's an assembly of kings. Every person you're looking at right now, their territories God has given them. Eternal things, that's what they rule over. Praise the Lord. We can just close our eyes. The offering baskets can be placed. And I've been given the privilege to speak a blessing. Such an honor. It's such a privilege to be given an opportunity to speak over kings and over gods. In the name of Jesus. And this is the word of the Lord over you. Arise and begin to dominate new territories. How long shall you wait until you begin to possess the land God has given you? You know God has given you the business world. You even know. Now arise and begin to dominate. Begin to speak a certain way. You are a God. 
arise and begin to dominate that mountain of influence, that mountain of education, that mountain of entertainment. Begin to dominate. Begin to dominate. I'm not asking. I'm not making a suggestion. It is a command. Arise and begin to dominate. The Bible says, as he spoke to me, a spirit entered me and caused me to do what was being spoken. We have dominion as city of the Lord Church over every mountain of influence in the name of Jesus. We walk in the consciousness that we are gods on the earth and whatever we decide is law in the name of Jesus. Arise and begin to disallow disease in the family. Arise and begin to disallow. Stop permitting it. Arise and begin to refute. Begin to say no, no more. No, in the name of Jesus. Arise and begin to give marriages to people in your family. Arise and begin to give jobs to people in your family. Arise and begin to agree with other gods over anything that is going on in their lives and changing things in the name of Jesus. Arise and begin to dominate Lusaka. Arise and begin to dominate Zambia. Arise and begin to dominate Africa. Arise and begin to dominate the world. You are a God in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. Now you can imagine if two people agree on a matter, like the thing is established. And every time we're reading the grace, it is the whole church. It is the whole assembly of God agreeing. <laughs> One, two, three. The amazing grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. The extravagant love of God. And the intimate friendship of the Holy Spirit be with us all. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives. And we will dwell in the the Lord